I'm Julia Hayes, and this is Biology Fun and Facts, a podcast where you learn fun facts about biology, and hopefully you have fun and learn some, and you can share that with your friend and with other random people like I'm doing here. So cool, let's go into it. Today, it's all about eggs. And I'm very late with this episode. I hope I'm not that late, because I'm recording the day that I was supposed to be uploading this, but if everything goes well, I'll be able to, to do everything, I hope, maybe, probably, or not, but it's okay. So I'm Julia Haises and this is Biology Fun and Facts and today we are going to talk about eggs and not just any egg, bird eggs. They are the weirdest eggs. They are very particular and we are going to talk a little about why. There is a theme going on and I had not planned on it but apparently there's a bird theme. I'll try to change it for the next episode but let's just hope that works. So let's start with what are eggs. Eggs are basically a way for you to make sure that your offspring survive. And develops well because having them grow inside of you like us mammals do kind of weird and can have a lot of issues like how do you deal with something growing inside of you that's not you so once we started having sexual reproduction and all of that eggs were a very nice way to do it you join the egg cell from the female and the sperm from the male and you make them develop inside a contained environment which is the egg and a lot of animals have that Insects have eggs, fishes have eggs, reptiles have eggs, snakes, turtles, amphibians. So a lot of things, a lot of people or animals. Yeah, a lot of animals. And why do I care more about bird eggs than the other eggs? Because they can be colorful. Just think about all those other eggs, exception for sharks, maybe. But on land, at least, if you have a vertebrate that has eggs, that egg is going to be plain white and boring, but not birds. Birds can have eggs that are super colorful, that are blue or pinkish or brown, like chicken eggs or white, if they want to be plain. But there's this whole range of colors that eggs can have, and I find that amazing. So why can't eggs have colors? And how did the structures that allowed for those colors came to be? So the thing is, there is one magic thing that reptiles and birds did it's not really magical, it's evolution, but you get what I'm saying. That is getting egg with, with a calcified shell. That means that the shell of the egg does not allow it or makes it harder for it to dissect and to lose water to the environment, which is very important when you're trying to conquer land. Because I don't know if you noticed, but the amount of water we have available is kind of limited. And if you don't want your whole reproduction to depend on water, like is the case of many amphibians, you kind of want a system that allows your babies to develop without that water around and without losing water for the environment, which is quite something. Because remember, we humans are around 70% water and so are most other animals. We are mostly water. So yeah, not losing water. Pretty important. And having that calcified shell allowed for that with reptiles and birds basically and mammals. Monotreme mammals lay eggs. Don't forget that. But birds took it a whole extra level like they apparently like to do, right? And the thing with the colors in the eggs is that those colors, they are laid in that calcified part of the shell. So the actual shell that you break when you have a chicken egg or an ostrich egg or a duck egg. I don't know what kind of eggs you eat. I don't even know if you eat eggs. But anyway, you got it, right? It's the shell part. And uh, yeah, and there is where the pigments are. And those pigments, they are not there just to make the eggs pretty, even though they do that. But they are there mostly to camouflage the egg. So to make sure that it's well hidden and no predators are going to find it and eat it very easily. And also those pigments have some 
some antimicrobial properties, which means that it makes it harder for bug in a whole lot of quotation marks here, like fungi and bacteria and things like that, to grow in the egg. So that's very important because even though the eggs are contained, they still have to have exchanges with the environment, for instance, air. So it's very important that the egg can allow for an exchange of air, gases, between the inside and outside of it. Because while it develops, the embryo and fetus has to breathe. And that means producing CO2 and using oxygen and that has to go through the egg shell. And how does that happen? Uh -huh. Those pretty eggshells, they have this very tiny little pores that allow for this kind of exchange. And those little pores are so variable. They can be branched or straight or started branched, but then some of those branches die. And that is one of the ways you can actually classify it. And more than that, it's some of the ways that we know how birds and dinosaur eggs are similar because dinosaur eggs also have those pores and also have this huge variety of pores. And dinosaur eggs also could have some colors and other structures like bird eggs do. So that's pretty cool. Again, maybe that's also a theme like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are pretty cool. I'll give you that. Anyway, something else that bird eggs have that's quite amazing is their shape. So if you think about eggs outside of birds, those eggs tend to be very rounded. Think uh, lizard eggs or turtle eggs or fish eggs. They are all very tiny balls or big balls and very round. But if you think bird eggs, even if you think chicken eggs, they are not that round. So what is up with that? They already have all those colors to hide them and stuff. So why also that weird shape? What makes those eggs look like ellipses or things like that? That is still kind of an open question. Welcome to biology, we have a lot of them. <laughs> but the thing with the egg shape is that for a while we thought that it was related to the bird's flight ability. So flight efficiency was thought to be a way to tell how the shape of an egg would be. But it actually explains very little of the variation of egg shapes between species. And apparently, things that are better at predicting the shape is how those eggs are incubated. So, how are the nests in which those eggs exist? Are those nests open? Would it be easy for uh, an egg to roll out of there? Are those birds nesting in cliffs? In cliffs, it's very hard to have your eggs there. So, if your egg is more egg-shaped... <laughs> That was so stupid, I'm sorry. So if your egg's more elongated, it is easier to keep it from falling in clep and things like that. That's what some studies now see as the main predictor of egg shape. So one of the reasons the flight efficiency hypothesis as a predictor of egg shape was not the most hype in the scientific community, and for me in particular because I like museums and I have seen penguin eggs in museums, is that penguins appear to have quite a bit of a variety in egg shape. And I don't know if you noticed, but penguins, they don't fly. Even though flying and swimming have some similar muscles that are being used, there is a question. Why are there so much variety in penguins? And what they found in a study from 2019, 2019 is that uh, the nesting behavior actually explains quite well the egg shape. So egg shape can very well be predicted from the nesting behavior of the species. If you nest in places where your egg could easily roll out, you will have more elliptic and pointy egg. While if you nest in a very round uh, roof, 
<laughs> in, a, in a very stable nest environment, then you're, you can have rounder egg. Okay, so I think that's it for today. Today is short because as you already know, I'm late with this episode, but eggs are very cool. That's what we know from this. Eggs are very cool. Bird eggs in particular, they have a whole range of new things they bring to the table that other eggs, especially in terrestrial vertebrates, don't. And some of those things are the amazing colors that those eggs can have that are there in the calcified part of the eggshell. And also their shape. Their shape is quite variable and it appears to be related to how they nest or where they nest actually. This is quite cool. So you can try looking for nests around and see what kinds of eggs are there and check if those eggs are round or if they are more elongated. You can also go to museums. A lot of museums have huge collections of egg with egg in all shapes, sizes and colors. One very sad fun fact is that there is one specific gull egg color that doesn't exist anymore in nature because people really like collecting it. It was a very nice pinkish red and now that egg morphotype doesn't exist anymore in nature. We can only find it in museums and private collections. So yeah, go around your museums, look for those eggs. Also, if you are a biologist really likes eggs, or if you're not a biologist and you still really like eggs, museums have huge variety of collections of eggs and a lot of other things, but this episode's about eggs, so that are really underused. So if you have questions about eggs and egg shapes and things and you cannot find them or cannot find their answer, you could propose a research project in your university because usually museums will lend their collections to other museums or universities so that they can be studied. And there are over five million million eggs around the world that are being well underused. So think about that. Think about what other resources we might be not using to their fullest. About how egg shapes weird and how egg color is weird. And why does color and antimicrobial properties walk together so often? Maybe that's going to be the next episode. I don't know. But yeah, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it and see you next time. Sorry for being so late. Oh yes, all the things podcast. I always forget that. Uh, what are they? They are like and subscribe. No, that's YouTube. They are subscribe. Follow us. Yeah, follow me. I'm not a group. I'm just me. <laughs> follow me in your podcast player. Check out the blog post about eggs. It's also going to be late. And uh, follow me on Twitter. You can ask me questions there. It's going to be fun to know who you are, if you exist, and all of that. It's at Julia Heises on Twitter, and all the links are going to be on the description of the episode. And I hope you have a nice everything. I hope you have a nice everything. Bye! Eggs. Pretty cool. That's it. I'm hoping I'm not that late. Um, I'm, I'm scheduling... What? What? Yeah, I'm Julia. Hi, sis. Oh, wait, where am I? Anyway, eggs in general are just an environment and you probably can hear my cat scratching. Let's wait for her. Okay. Thank you, Suki. That was a great uh, participation here. Anyway, what are eggs? I've stopped. Oh, I needed some more. Okay, they are there also to my cats are destroying something. Wait, let me double check that. Yeah, one of the reasons the flight efficiency hypothesis was not completely. So one of the reasons. <laughs> and what?
and I got a message. Oh. 